What's up, peeps? I'm back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Bentz, and thank you so much for coming back and listening to the AEW Insider Podcast Edition. Told you I'd be back. Um, I expected to have a lot more matches for Hell in a Cell so I can give you my predictions, but even though shit popped off tonight on SmackDown, nothing was announced that I seen, so I might have to do another one of these tomorrow. I wanted this to be a prediction show. I don't know if they're going to announce them off the air sometime tomorrow, What the fuck, WWE? All I have is three matches right now for a pay-per-view Sunday, and people are going to be paying how much to see it if they don't have the network? Fucking crazy. Alright, SmackDown Live, in case you didn't see it, in case you did, you want to hear my opinion, talk about it, what have you, hit me up. Uh, first thing I noticed right off the bat is that they scrapped Renee Young. That made me sad. I guess they would just keep her for the after show. It's not cool. Renee is an amazing talent, and like I always say, they need a woman's point of view in this day and age for commentary. How the women to take the forefront and wrestling, what have you. I think that was a shit move. It even looked like they were missing a seat there when it was just Michael Cole and Corey. But who knows? Becky Lynch kicked off the show. The man was in the house. She was talking that talk until King Corbin came out to interrupt. He asked her if she really thinks she's the man because he is the king. Out of nowhere, The Rock's music hit. He came out talking to talk like only The Rock could. He pretty much told King Corbin that he looked like Burger King on crack, and he followed it up with all his catchphrases. In the end, the Rocky, I mean, Rocky and Becky whooped the king's ass. It was a great segment. Next up, we did have Sasha Banks and Bailey versus Charlotte Flair and the man Becky Lynch. The match did start off very slow. It was lame, but the ladies picked up the pace quick with a lot of spots and near falls. In the end, Flair tapped out Bailey in a figure eight leg lock. Excuse me, leg lock. Sorry about that. The New Day cut a backstage promo and talked about Kofi fighting Brock later that night. It was a decent promo. Then it was Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. After Seth came out, Firefly Funhouse popped up on a Titantron. Bray introduced the whole Funhouse crew to the crowd and everybody at home watching SmackDown on Fox. Uh, Ramblin' Rabbit was dressed just like Seth Rollins. He even had the beer and everything. He was giving Rollins advice about how to take on a fiend Sunday. He was telling him to burn it down, what have you. Then Bray interrupted and he made Ramblin' Mavit, uh, excuse me, Rabbit have a match to the death with the vulture inside a little cage. Let me just say there was stuffing all over and Ramblin' Rabbit was ripped to pieces. Isn't this twice in a row that they kill Ramblin' Rabbit? What is he, the Firefly Funhouse's Kenny, like from South Park? I don't get it. Um, they did show Hogan and Flair in the crowd, and uh, they, they were there to watch some of their team members for the upcoming Saudi Arabia event. Seth and Shinsuke fought. The lights went out, of course. Seth ran up the stage. That's how just how stupid it was. They were in the ring. When the lights come on, even though it's pitch dark, Seth's always up at the fucking stage. Sensei's in the ring looking all around him. And, of course, the Fiend attacked Seth Rollins from behind. He gave him a mandible claw, and he threw him off the stage. Next up, we did have my dog KO versus Shane O'Mac. This pretty much, yeah, this was pretty much the match of the night, I'd say. Uh, if Shane won, it was a ladder match. If Shane won, KO 
had to drop the 23 or $25 million lawsuit, and KO is fired from the WWE. If KO wins, I think he's going to drop it anyway because Shane's gone, and then Shane's gone for the WWE. The match was very, very physical. It was fucking awesome. They beat the piss out of each other. Ladders, chairs, announcers' tables, what have you. Shane Lane Owens across the announcers' table and hit KO with the flying elbow. After it came back from a commercial, Kevin Owens had Shane laid across a ladder that was on the outside of the ring between the ring apron and the, uh, the, guard, the guard on the fence, and he hit him with a fucking frog splash and broke the ladder in half. The crowd went nuts chanting, this is awesome. Later, Shane hit a coast-to-coast on KO, who had a ladder laid across his face and upper body. When Shane does that anymore, even though everybody wants him to do it at the big events, that's his go-to signature move, and since... I don't know, I think when him and Miz were fighting a couple months back, when I noticed him doing it, when he he hits that ground, you could tell it fucking kills his ass and it kills his back. He's going to break his asshole bone one day doing that. Uh, What you call it? After that, Shane did go for the briefcase. KO caught him and slammed him off the ladder onto another ladder that was in between the corner ropes. KO climbed the ladder, grabbed the briefcase for the win. Now, this is all that everybody's been wanting. They've been complaining there's too much Shane McMahon, too much Shane McMahon. Now, be happy what you, I mean, be careful what you wish for, peeps, because Shane is gone now for a while. So, who knows? After that, Owens did pick Shane McMahon up. He looked him in the face, he told him he was fired, and he hit him with a stunner. Now, I haven't been a fan of KO doing a stunner from the start. Not. And it's not like I don't like KO doing a stunner because it's Stone Cold's move and I'm a big Stone Cold mark because I'm not. Like back then, Triple H is my dog, still is, and The Rock would have you. But since KO started doing it, he doesn't do it right. Since then, he hasn't improved. It looks like shit when KO does it. So I know Stone Cold gave him permission. KO loves doing it, but it doesn't look right. Unless he can perfect it, he needs to drop the fucking stunner. But KO's in WWE, of course, and Shane's going to take a long vacay. Then they had Paul Heyman backstage speaking on behalf of Brock Lesnar. He had them replay the Brock destroying Rey Mysterio and the son Dominic. He said that it is not a prediction, it's a spoiler, that Brock Lesnar will beat Kofi for the belt later on. Then it was an eight-man tag match. It featured Braun Strowman, The Miz, Heavy Machinery, and, uh, excuse me, sorry, it's featured... Braun Strowman, The Miz, and Heavy Machinery, and they were going against Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Roode, Randy Orton, and AJ Styles. It was a very, very short and cheesy match. It was just a way to get a bunch of stars in a match at once, you know what I mean, so they could get their faces on TV. Uh, In the attendance was boxing heavyweight champion Tyson Fury, and this was also a setup for him and Braun Strowman, because during the match, Braun went over to him, he was mocking him, what have you. He wind up throwing Dolph Ziggler on top of Fury, and after the match, Fury flipped out. Of course, security had to be around them. They escorted them out, so expect those two to be beefing in the future. Uh, they then showed the scene early in the night. There's a DJ. His name's Marshmallow. He literally wears these marshmallows over his head with different faces, what have you. His music's dope, and he's very popular. Uh, he was standing there where Carmella, R-Truth, and a couple other people. Somebody bumped him. He landed on top of Carmella. Marshmallow's your new 24-fucking-7 champion. But I did hear he was beat later that night, and I don't know who it was by, so you gotta check it out online. It was just fucking garbage. All right, uh, after that, they did have the big dog Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan. It was a lumberjack match. 
Daniel Bryan did commentary on the outside. I must say, I like the new Daniel Bryan way better. I don't like this version. I hope he really turns heel again this Sunday at Hell in a Cell. He's got to. The match was lame. Towards the end, Luke Harper came out to interfere, and Daniel Bryan went after him. That gave Roman an opening to spear Rowan, and then he got the win. It was fucking cheesy. And then next up, the final match of the show was Kofi Kingston versus Brock Lesnar. The match legit lasted 30 fucking seconds. Brock F5'd the shit out of Kofi and pinned him for the 1-2-3. It's about time. Kofi being champion lasted way too fucking long. Now they said the whole, and now uh, what you call, when I did my show when Brock did attack Ray Monday night, I did read that it was going to be a setup for a fight with Cain Velasquez. Well, they made true on their promise because after Brock was celebrating in the ring for destroying Kofi, Ray Mysterio's music hit and he came out with ex-UFC champion Cain Velasquez. Now, if you don't know or you do know, Brock Lesnar years ago left WWE to play football again, I think, and to join UFC. He kicked ass in UFC and he got his ass kicked some. He was beaten in UFC for the heavyweight title and it was by none other than Cain Velasquez. So now Cain Velasquez's career is over in UFC. Sorry about that, peeps. I was literally sneezing. I was coughing. My throat's really dry. I apologize. It's a shit show tonight. Trying to get this news to you. But anyway, like I said, Brock used to be UFC champion. He was beat by Cain Velasquez. Now, Cain Velasquez, seen what Brock and other UFC fighters have done. He's in WWE, and him and Brock Lesnar will be fighting for the belt. Cain came down to the ring, and he went right after Brock. Brock went after him. Cain actually took Brock down and started fucking beating the shit out of him. Brock jumped out of the ring and he stood on a ramp with Paul Heyman. Kept acting like he was going to come back in the ring, but he didn't. So the end of the show closed out with Cain Velasquez and Rey Mysterio. It sucks. We know Drew McIntyre was backstage, the Usos, Tamina. None of them even got to come out, but we will see them for the draft. I am excited for the draft next week, man. I heard Enzo Amore might come back. You never know. There's a lot, a lot of big names that could come back. So we'll have to see. All right, SmackDown, I'm just saying, for the first show, it was just so-so. I loved the set. The set was awesome. It looked good. The show was just all right. WWE definitely is trying to get, getting kind of stale, and I'm a huge fan of them. But AEW right now is where it's at, if you ask me. Now, Hell in a Cell card and prediction. Like I said, I only had three fucking matches on here. It's ridiculous. And I don't know where or when they're going to announce the other ones when it's fucking Sunday. But we do have Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryant. Versus Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. My pick is Rowan and Harper. Because I hope and I think and I pray that Daniel Bryan is going to turn on Roman. And join them. I hope he does anyway. We also had the Raw Women's Championship match. It's Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks, the boss. I went back and forth in this. I kept changing my answer. Who's going to win? Who's going to win? I'm going with Sasha Banks, man. Just like Kofi, Becky's had that belt too long. She's not the man anymore. I think they're going to let her fucking keep it, though, because she's going to be on SmackDown in a draft, plus the video game's coming out. But I got to go with the boss, Sasha Banks, so her and the BFF barely can have the belts, and she deserves it. And then finally, the only match we know about right now for Hell in a Cell Sunday is a Universal Champion match, which is Seth Rollins versus The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. This one, I went back and forth the same thing. In the end, I did pick Seth. And it's not because I want to... Uh, I don't even know. 
I'm picking The Fiend, and The Fiend's not going to win. Seth's going to win, because it's not The Fiend's time, and it isn't Seth's time to lose yet. I hope they put The Fiend on SmackDown, and then I was going to say he goes after Kofi's title, but it'll be Brock's title. But I don't think he's going to beat Seth. So, I mean, I'm going for The Fiend, though. I don't give a fuck. And real quick, some crazy wrestling stories came out while this was on, and before it was on. Randy Orton was in hot water. He was playing video games live on Twitch, and he dropped the N-word. Like, N is in Nancy, rhymes kind of with Snickers, you know what I mean? So he said that live on Twitch TV, which is not fucking cool. He also did say, though, that AEW is cool, and he does want to fight Sammy Guevara. And I don't think Pete's really heard any of that after he dropped the N as in Nancy bomb. And believe it or not, Jeff Hardy has been arrested again. Happened Thursday night, and guess what it was for? Drunk driving. This guy's fucking unbelievable. Never he will, He'll never conquer his demons, and that's sad for his family and his kids. His wife would have you, blah, 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 his family. <laughs> his contract would be up early next year, but he has to make up time for injuries and DUIs. He's out injured right now, and he's getting fucking pulled over drunk. I doubt WWE is going to offer him another uh, contract to resign now. It's too many times, literally. This is his and his brother's last chance to set themselves up and their families for lives, and, and he's fucking blowing it. It's sad, man. But best of luck to you, bro, I guess. Anyway, that was crazy. Hop right on after blah, blah, blah. This fucking thing's... I went to put the charger on when I'm talking to you guys, and the thing just disconnected, so that's why the audio stopped, and then I had my dry throat and I coughed. Anyway, you don't want to hear any of that bullshit. I will do a YouTube video of Hell and Cell predictions if they fucking announce more matches, hopefully tomorrow. Uh, what you call it? Like I said, I'm thinking about starting up a Patreon. If so, I'll be able to go cover a lot more things live, have a lot more interviews, and have a lot more things on YouTube, what have you. I'm rambling on because I'm pissed off. This show's a shit show. It's going to sound like fucking shit, but who knows. Anyway, peeps, I'll be back. Definitely check out our podcast and us on Facebook and YouTube, and check out us out on Twitter. As always, I'm your host, Lee Ben, since the AEW Insider. I don't know why you guys keep coming back and listening. I keep fucking this up, but I do appreciate it. I love you guys. Ciao.